Hey, what's going on? It is episode 52, Top of the Do Chain podcast on this lovely midterm election evening. However, here at the podcast, we are celebrating National Nacho Day. That's a good day. I like nachos, yeah. but I think they're the biggest ripoff. Yeah. If you really think about it. You should never pay more than probably like a dollar fifty for nachos. Because yeah. I mean you think about like a whole heaping plate of nachos. Yeah. Hey, before we start though, like, share, subscribe, help the channel grow, tell your friends yeah. about it. If you anyway, love nachos, you can love this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> but you know the thing is, is is you pile the chips on, yeah. then you put the toppings on, bake it, bring it out to the table. You eat the top with all the good stuff on it, you're still left with two thirds of your chips. Yeah. Rip off. Rip off? Rip off. Bigger and you know what you know what even the worst nacho is? What? Those those animals <laughs> who tear chalupa shells in half and just bring out like three chalupa shells on a plate and they're torn in half and, and they just put the toppings on each one of those. Who does that? I've never had that. Yeah. I mean there are Mexican restaurants that do that. Then they come in maybe, with the, maybe where you're from. I've never had mm, that. No, that's here. You sure? Yeah, like uh, Who does what, that? dude. What? What's that place that just moved over on uh, the highway? Uh, Ricky's does Ricky's. it. Ricky's is terrible about it. And then the place across the highway. Here, here's my question though: Why are you going to a Mexican restaurant and ordering nachos? Yeah, right. Hey man, you're come the on. you're the animal. Yeah, <laughs> you order nachos at your kid's softball game, man. Yeah, and, and you don't bake the cheese on there; it comes melted, and no, you just no, no, pour no. it on. It comes dude, in a bag. Y'all are talking about the wrong nachos. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But then they do that. The place across the highway from Ricky's. What's yeah. that place called? The Italian name place. Alfredo's. They do the same uh, thing. Oh, it starts with a P. P not Poblano's. No, it's Alfredo's. Oh. They do the same thing. Yeah. I'll say this about Alfredo's. Overrated. Oh, it's terrible. I hate it. Yeah, it's overrated. Lazy. I ate at the Lazy Donkey tonight. That's a pretty good place. That's the only place here that yeah. I would. I'll give it up would, to McKnight on that one. I like it. I don't know. Nah, well, McKnight's Canadian. What? What was his so, what, was, what was his opinion on that? I don't remember. He Dude, loves he, he grades every Mexican restaurant on whether or not it has white queso. They do it wins. That's his that's his. Yeah. See, white queso it. gets old to hey, me. Hey, you know what that is? But I've, I've had a few things there that I like. You know what that is? Yeah. The opinion of a Canadian. Ugh, yeah. That man yeah. knows nothing about Mexican food. Yeah. I myself, however, if the if the wind problem. coming off the Great Lakes has frozen you to death, man, you you don't have an opinion exactly. on Exactly. Southwest food. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you uh, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> and socialism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll ask you about those two things. Oh, no, but. You hear that, McKnight? Come get some. Um, we need to get Being from back San on. Antonio, uh, yeah. my favorite place to eat is Las Palapas. Yeah. And uh, that's the bar. That's where the bar's at. Yeah. And um, that's all there is to it. Well, There's no me, place man. up here that. that that matches it. My, I'll say my two favorites that I have. I love Tacos Don Nacho. And uh, there's a and little that, place called Tony's Tacos that's uh, really, really good. Tacos Don Nacho was, I would say it's closer to Palapas than Lazy Donkey. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I've never been to Palapas, but Lazy Donkey's not in the same category as Tacos Don Nacho to me. It's, right. it's up there. It, yeah, it's not, like I said. But... but, it, but, but when you when you look at it here in Oklahoma, Lazy Donkey, Tacos Don Nacho, having it at that other place, light years ahead of Ted's or whoever. Have you been, have you been to Tarahumara's? No, where's that? 
Norman? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's it, pretty highly rated. Yeah, it's pretty good. It depends on what you get, I will say. Yeah, it very much depends on what you get. If you get their chicken enchiladas, their sour cream sauce is legit, man. I See, I just buy those. Thing, we went there tonight, and we had uh, their pork. We had, have, has, your wife, yeah. has your wife had her uh, birthday there before? Yes, I think. We, yeah, I, that, I know you've gone with us. Yeah, that place. Place, then that place is, is fairly decent, too. Still doesn't hold a match to Palapas. Here's the thing about San Antonio Mexican food. I get the feeling if you go to Los Palapas, you're going to go down there, and it's nothing more than like an atomic burrito or, yeah. you know, it's something, mm. not Qdoba, but a, like free a monster. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> has a super monster <laughs> a burrito. Super monster. Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's, that's all it is. About. I, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, uh, if, if I've learned one thing doing podcasts with you, Josh, it's that uh, I need to question... And maybe well, challenge everything. All of your say. opinions. All of your opinions. <laughs> not Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm a connoisseur. Yeah. Well, I I have a uh, friend, a uh, good buddy, Alex Maxwell, and he actually um, he had a he had a nacho ranking system. He had talked about where he'd gotten the best nachos in his <laughs> life from. I think a place in Chicago was number one. I'll have to ask him. You know, Alex, if you're out there listening, you need to hit me up and let me know. But. uh but yeah, there, I think there's a place in Chicago that had the best nachos. But he's the one that turned me on to the nachos at Fuzzy's, and those are pretty good. Yeah, they're good. Well, and and I kind of agree with you on the fact that weren't you ordering nachos at a uh, uh, Mexican food restaurant? Yeah, I give you that. Nachos to me are more of a bowling alley food. <laughs> yeah, or movie theater, That's, something like that. I don't think it. You don't order food at the bowling alley, bud. No, Just no, don't. You do. do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah. If you want a good hamburger, you go to a bowling alley. Uh, yeah, you know who's making that hamburger? That. Doesn't matter. The same guy that picks those shoes up and puts them underneath hey, the, the desk it adds, counter. It adds flavor. Yeah. Gross. I bet it, it does. Flavor. I bet it does. Yeah. Be, Get your pizza with a little extra from cheese, cheese. Baby. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. A little, little extra something something on there. Yeah. So National Nacho Day today. It's a coincidence. It just happens to fall on the day that the midterm yeah. elections are are landing. Got a little uh, Ron Swanson, Dwight Schrute debate going. Yeah. On the old uh, Facebook page. And there is no debate there. Yeah. Pretty heavily towards Ron Swanson. No. Wait, what are you even talking about? There was a who who's better, right, who's last, funnier, who's yeah. Cooler? Last time, last time we on the podcast, we talked about Dwight Schrute and Ron Swanson. Okay, yep. Commute, uh, Parks and Recreation, The Office. Like, who's the better character? Yeah, and I said Ron Swanson. I don't know your opinion. I felt you were leaning towards Swanson. Corey said he Dwight. said Dwight. Dwight. Well, y'all know I don't watch The Office, so I got nothing <clears> to compare it to. Somebody, uh, our buddy Justin, came on and said Dwight's better than Ron. Yeah, which opened up a chain of people. Arguing, arguing. Now you're not really arguing. Blasting him oh, for wow. saying it. Wow, it was. I had his back. So heavily there's a, favored. So there's a there's a strong Ron Swanson following yeah. out there. Yeah. So and, and why and why did you not like him, Corey? Well, in what, real, what, in yeah, real you, in real life, he's like a he's like a right. left wing feminist. He's that's just right. a kind of a yeah. d bag. But uh, I, get I just I I don't I feel like that character's been played a lot. Uh, like that whole let's make fun of ultra conservative people character, and it's yeah. been done better. Like Alec Baldwin in Thirty Rock, a million times funnier than Ron Swanson's hey, that character. Dude's losing it, by the way. Yeah, Ron Swanson. Oh, he, he, he's a he's a crazy dude. And I don't know. Alec Baldwin was good in Thirty Rock, but I still like a hundred times. No, a hundred times better than Ron. Anyway, Swanson. but but that aside, because it's not about the characters, it brought up this question that I had: When do you start separating 
The art from the artist. The art from the artist? Mm-hmm. So, for example, when do you start? I guess if I know the artist personally. When they start trying to use their art to influence you? Boycotting. That's me. Well, I mean, but you listen to Eminem. And I, you, you know, we've talked about his album and and all that. You seem to like him, but he's had some anti-conservative messages in the past. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and, and, and the reason I ask and the reason it really came to mind is I was reading an interview by Kevin Smith. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the movies, and I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith, have been since Mall Rats and Clerks and all that. Yeah. And uh, he was caught up in the controversy with Harvey Weinstein because Ooh. a lot of his movies were funded by Weinstein. Ooh. Bong. Um, but respect to Kevin Smith, who actually came out and said that, you know, because you, you have guys like Matt Damon and Affleck, you know, trying to dodge the questions. Whereas and Smith was like, man, I feel terrible. Yeah. Knowing what he was doing and knowing, you know, knowing now what he was doing and, and profiting off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, did he know the entire time? I don't know. I mean, but point being, I, I would say I would I would like to believe no, just because he's not your typical Hollywood type. Does that make sense? He's yeah. made a few big movies, but he's kind of made his name as being that guy who does low budget cult classic type movies. OK, I, I get where you're going with this. You're, so what you're saying is, so my at question, what point do you know enough about a person that you can't listen to their music, watch mm-hmm. their movies or do right. whatever else to where right. you're like, hey. I can't do this anymore. Right, because po- to me, political opinion means Like, nothing. I got a bunch of old Bill Cosby comedy records that I used to love. That's a do great I ex- still listen to That's them? a good example. Is Bill Cosby yeah. funny? Is his stand-up funny? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And and kind of like with, uh, especially with athletes, when you have um, your Tyreek Hills and, and guys like that who have, you know, not, you know, not just had, you know, abuse. Not, they've not just hit women, you know, but. I think his case was extremely brutal. Like, might have even been a pregnant girl or something yeah. like that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, do you still do you still root for this guy if he's on your team? You know, kind of stuff like that. You know, I've had to deal with that as a Steeler fan. You know, with all of Big Ben's, you know, early dude. stage in his career when yeah, he was he getting accused of news. all kinds he of stuff. He came back in the news this week. Oh yeah, I, I guess I missed it. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he scared old horse face one night. Oh yeah. Tried to. Try to make a pass at her at her hotel door or something. Oh yeah. But take that with a grain of salt. I mean it's <clears throat> Well, I mean, I mean she ended up having to pay the president's lawyer fees for what she was saying. So I'll, I mean like I'll be honest with you. If they fun. wanted to move on from Ben Roethlisberger and we had to suffer some seasons for it, I'd be fine with it. I but I don't I don't but care. I mean and, and it, athletes like I've are, always said, winning football games is important, but it ain't that important. Yeah, and athletes is kind of different, you know, because there's yeah, they put a product on the field, but artists put a product out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like, to me, Harvey Weinstein, it's hard to to discount anything that he's associated with in Hollywood because he was, I mean, all he was was the money guy. Mm-hmm. He, really, he really had no creative uh, influence of the movie outside of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so you know, Kevin Smith was the one who who put mall rats and made it what it was. Harvey Weinstein might have given him some of the money to do yeah. it. But you like you said, Bill Cosby or um 
Louis C.K. Yeah. You know, those kind of people where, or you can even go on the, the, the Michael Jackson, uh, Bobby Brown, those kind of guys. Yeah. I mean, when, when do you start? Because to me, political, from a political perspective, I don't care what your political views are. Yeah. If you make good music, you make good music. I'm going to listen to it. Don't really care. If you make a good movie, I, I'll listen yeah. to the movie but, or watch the movie. But uh, You got to roll with your conscience, man. I mean, if your conscience tells you you can't do it, don't do it. You know, if your conscience is clean, I guess, you know, do it. If people have a problem with it, you know, people got a problem with a lot of things. For me personally, I don't know what where that is. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I was real sad about the Bill Cosby one. That was a guy that he was my guy. I liked him. He was funny. Um, I liked the show. I liked all of his comedy. I pretty much liked everything he did. Even Ghost Dad, man. It was all right. <laughs> Ghost Dad's a good one, man. <laughs> I think I went and saw that for my birthday. Uh, you know, I can even roll with Ghost Dad. So, you know, obviously, you know, I was big on, on Bill. Um, that was a tough one, and I'll admit to this day, you know, back in the old days when I'd see a record of his, if it was one I didn't have, man, I grabbed it, you know. Um, you know, now now I don't. Now, granted, I have most of his albums. I didn't go burn them either, though. Do you listen to them? You know, I haven't really, but now now I've, I've got a lot of records that I don't listen to on the regular because kind of part of the collection is you collect them to to listen to them when you have the opportunity and because I enjoy the the digging for records more than you know what I mean you know that's mm-hmm. that's why it's my hobby uh, I don't like paying a lot of money for records not like I went on eBay and bought these things I was at an old secondhand store saw some cool records dug through them found one or two gems pulled them out you know I found Michael Jackson's Thriller that way you know little things like that um, so I mean that's part of it but to get back to it you know, I, I don't know. It, there's some of those bits that are funny. And, I, I mean, they still roll around in my head as being funny. I guarantee at some point in my life, Josie is going to be eating breakfast. I'm going to give her chocolate cake for breakfast. And I'm going to have her singing, Daddy is great. Give us the chocolate cake. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old Bill Cosby bit. I mean, he, he talks about how, you know, he comes down to give his kids breakfast and you know, the kid says, I want the chocolate cake, you know, and he says, well, it's got eggs in it. You know, it's got milk in it. It's got bread in it. Chocolate cake it is. And then, of course, mom comes down. And he said, these kids just turn on him. <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden, like, dad made us eat the cake and we didn't want to. And, stuff. and it's hilarious, man, because it's this hilarious family dynamic that he just, he was, he was well, in yeah. touch with it. Well, it's like Bernie Mac in Kings of Comedy talking yeah. about his sister's kids. Yeah. You know? And yeah. he had to actually go to the school and and in the auditorium of his niece of his nephew's school mm-hmm. and explain to him that it was a comedy bit yeah. to the entire school. It was just a comedy bit. Yeah. And he exaggerated for comedy these things to get a laugh. Yeah. And you all know him. He's not like that. Yeah. He doesn't talk like that. Yeah. But he got a laugh. Yeah. And I got made paid millions of dollars to do it. Yeah. And so he had to go do that. Cool that he did it. Yeah. You know, and the, but at the same time, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't, people, I think people take it too seriously, like, from the standpoint of, what are you here for? Yeah. You're here to laugh. Yeah. And most stories in life are not side ripping funny. Yeah. Unless you exaggerate them a little bit and kind of add your own little comedic twist to it. Hey, the, the, Biggest thing to ruin a story is facts. 
<laughs> if you want to tell a good story, yeah, you don't bog it down with facts. I you know, know man. Um, now, but you know, with us, you know, we try to be funny and and everything on here, and I hope we succeed in that. Um, but you know, I I was talking to my mom on the phone. I was like, by the way, if you listen to the podcast, we kind of ripped on my name and how it was, you know, kind of a dumb name and everything. I just want you to know. I don't hate my name, and I don't want you feeling bad for naming me Jeffrey. You know, your mom listens to the podcast. Yeah, my mom listens to the podcast when she can. She doesn't always get to. I think she only listens to it whenever we post the whole podcast on Facebook. She doesn't know how to go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube. You can watch all of our podcasts on YouTube. How else can you watch the podcast? Josh? iTunes, iTunes, Google Play, Google Play, Podbean.com. Right. Martha, you can do all those things. Martha. So, no, I'm just, I'm Paul Martha's listening to it. Yeah, she listens. And, uh, you know, she thinks we're funny. Now, my dad told me that after, you know, I kind of made some jokes about some areas around my hometown that I probably shouldn't go to those areas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyways, way, baby. dad's like, you, just, you know, just know, man. <laughs> you really think it's that bad? Huh? You what? really, you really think that's. No, he was joking. Okay. No, he was joking. I don't know. There might be a tweaker that's mad that I made fun of meth. I don't know. Oh, dude, speaking of that, we got our first uh, dislike on YouTube. What? Really? Yeah. How? Joe Exotic episode. Got really? It. Yeah, and dude. You know who probably did was it? Was there a comment? Chris McKnight, because he said that was, he hated that episode. He goes, man, I just turned it off. I don't want to hear about Joe Exotic. I bet it was him. Yeah, you know what? Hmm. Another reason I don't like Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> no, it might have been Joe Exotic. You know, maybe he got. Well, a, that, you know, check this. Maybe out, he though. paid somebody yeah. uh, a couple hey, thousand but, dollars to go dislike it. Yeah, but check this. So, so we so, might have hits on us, honestly. Yeah, yeah but and that's what I'm saying. It, it, it but and, and I've I've actually received a couple messages from people who've been like, "Do you know anything about the guy, the new owner of that zoo?" Blah blah blah. He's shady too. But I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, yeah. and I didn't say this to him, so we'll say it here. I don't care about that dude either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not taking his side. Well, yeah. All I know is that man has not been accused of murder for hire. (laughs) (laughs) So he's a shred. Yeah. Minimal shred above Joe Exotic. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, So anyway, so. And I'll be honest. I like like my haters, man. I mean, that's all I got to say. If someone's getting mad at you, you're doing something right. That's all I'm saying, (laughs) man. Like, Like, I can't. You know, I, I will say this. You know, episode one through probably ten, I started worrying about offending people. Yeah. But. I'm just glad we quit worrying about offending each other because at first, when I first started this, I was like, man, you know, yeah, Josh, Josh is bigger than me by a lot. I, I need to watch what I say. But after a while, you know, you took it well. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, that's I've appreciated thing. that we've been able to back but you in the corner a couple that, times. But that's the point, man. Like, and that's what. And, and speaking, of, I cannot stand, like, my house, the house I grew up in. Yeah. Was ruthless. Yeah. Like, no one was off limits. My poor mom probably, <laughs> probably could have. Bunch of you, <laughs> you know, because my sisters, you know, because my my brother's the worst. Yeah, my brother's hands down the guy that finds the line. Yeah, that you're at, and just broad jumps over that line as far as he can go. Oh, like yeah. there's no like. So anyway, but that that's the house I grew up in. Yeah, and it, and it was it was fine. You can make fun of whoever you want, yeah. but it's one of those things, man, that. If you dish it, 
you better be able to take it because yeah. you get your feelings hurt. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's kind of how I'm at, and that's what and that's what I like about people I hang out with. Yeah. And that's why I take it so easy because yeah. I know I know how I am, and I know I give people a hard time. Yeah. All the time, I know I instigate stuff. Yeah. All the time, I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it. So when it comes back on me a few times, it's okay because the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah. You know. Well, I kind of crossed that line today. We, uh, you know, at work, we all give each other a pretty hard time, but you know, nobody ever gets real serious about it. And uh, pretty much everyone there is no U fan. You know me. I'm I'm about half indifferent. You know, I'm I'm good with OSU OU. Uh, I like the Big Twelve overall. Um, but uh, but you know, I don't have any teams out there that I just despise or loathe or hate. I definitely don't have one that I you know get concerned with whether they win or lose. We have a guy who is a hardcore LSU fan. Dude. Hard. Please score a point, man. Yeah, Hardcore LSU fan. Dude. He comes in today, and you can tell he doesn't want to talk to anybody because he talks mad trash. Mad trash. Talks trash to everyone. Is he from Louisiana? He is from Louisiana. Does he have all his teeth? He's got all of his teeth. He's a good guy. I'm not going to rag on <laughs> his personal, personal hygiene or appearance. Can you understand him? He, he, yeah, he's not dude. like that swamp he's show. A good, he's like, he's a, like, hey, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Talking he, about Coach O? But, yeah, what are, but how listen, are those dudes? Those but listen to this. Yeah, 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 no, no. Exactly. <laughs> he sounds like Farmer Fran, dude. Oh, man. But, but he comes in. He comes in today, and everybody's kind of giving him a hard time, you know, about the loss. And he's kind of blowing it off like, you know, I ain't, you know, wasn't that big of a deal. And I was like, dude, there are soldiers who came back from Vietnam with PTSD from things less gruesome than that whooping <laughs> by Alabama. <laughs> dude. <laughs> it just kind of got quiet in there, and one of the guys just walked all the way around and was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't think so. that's overstepping the line. <laughs> Here's the, remember, he remember probably when, thought it was, though. Remember when both of them went to the national championship? Yeah. And LSU didn't even get past the 50-yard line? Yeah. That's how bad they got waxed. Yeah, well. And then, and then the, that next weekend, LSU played Alabama in basketball yeah. at Bama. And the Bama crowd went crazy when the <laughs> LSU point guard took it across half court. Yeah. Because that was the first time in an entire week that LSU has moved the ball past the halfway well, point. Well, he made a comment that um, – and, and you hear this sometimes about uh, SEC bias for Alabama. Like Alabama's like the – you know, get special treatment in the SEC. And I told him, I was like, the biggest bias that they get in the SEC is that every other team in the SEC gets more credit than they deserve. LSU gets treated like they're good yeah. until Alabama rolls all over them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the well, biggest no, bias they what, get. That's what it is, is, is they – Kentucky's whooping y'all. Yeah, Kentucky. you know. But now I will say. Meanwhile, this. we're playing Patrick Mahomes here. Did you see? <laughs> you know? Did you see what I put on uh, Twitter? What's that? That dude that came on game day and started listing all the schools who star defensive player, like best defensive player. Was That's James Carville. You know who he is, don't you? He's he's. I don't know exactly who he is. Uh, he's he, he's a guy that he'd probably talk to you about some conspiracies and stuff. But uh, he, he's a political analyst. Yeah, yeah, but he he made the point that if you look at been the in trend, the game for years, you look at the trends every game this year. Yeah, before a team played Bama, their best defensive player yeah. got suspended for the next game yeah. because of an illegal got ejected and suspended by the SEC. 
Yeah. So, so Bama has not played any of the SEC's best players this year. Yeah. You need to look him up sometime if you didn't know who he was. Yeah. Anyway, so much so that ESPN came out and apologized yeah. on behalf of his comments. <laughs> That's well, bad because if no one's apologizing if for Michael truth, Irving last truth. night, if no one's apologizing for what Rat Michael Irving said on that tail, <laughs> dude, <laughs> did you see that? You didn't see Michael Irving? No. Oh, My, dude. Michael Irving. Michael yeah, Irving. Take a minute and say Michael Irving sweating profusely. Yeah. That's all you have to Google. He was drinking Tiger's blood with Charlie Sheen before yeah. that interview, man. Man, that dude went. Nuts! Is he is he, is he back? Is he back on the powder? <laughs> that's, that's what everyone said. They're he like, is, he found the good stuff. Like he came home to Dallas, and apparently that is a place he should not be. Oh, dude! Oh, they, he had to, now in his his defense, he had the crowd. He was he was he was defending Dak Prescott. Said he put together last year or his, his rookie year one of the best seasons of rookies ever, the best season of rookies ever put together. Yeah, he was just getting them fired up. But where the drugs really kicked in was when he started defending Jason Garrett. Yeah, and, and he did. And why? Like, That's he, a lost cause. Yeah, <laughs> you really can't do that. Oh but man. the best part is Max Kellerman goes. Uh, Max Kellerman goes, man, let's give this. He goes, I'm. He's so worked up. I'm concerned for his health. Because <laughs> yeah. They he get said, him a towel. He had to dry yeah, off because, man, let's he was cut sweating. To a, he goes, let's cut to a commercial and pay the bills, you know, and let this man cool off or something like that. <laughs> and right before he does, man, he stands up and he goes, I'm going to rat-a-tat-tat on that tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. He, he he was pretty convinced that he was destroying them with his yeah. arguments, but he was really just being loud and yeah. and talking and over then, everybody because he was so amped up. And then Dallas got whacked. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they're trash, man. Nothing to help them. They're, they're on their way to and, being the Browns. But but why are they trash? Is their defense not good? Their defense is good. Do they not Dallas? have offensive weapons? Is their offensive line as good as it used to be? No, oh, but is coach. it bad? They're they're bad because they have a tear. And and this is I'm I'm just repeating what Stephen A. said, and I'm agreeing with him. But they're bad because they have a bad owner and a terrible coach. Mm-hmm. They've got all these other pieces. Now, granted, they shouldn't be great. They're not. They're not the Rams out here. But the Dallas Cowboys are not as bad as they're they playing. They should be contending for the playoffs. They should be contending. Hmm. You know who else should be contending? Who? The Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious, man. I'm looking here's, at – Here's no, here's what I see when I watch that team, though. The Their offensive the line is struggling, the and they need to fire that coach. What we say, though. They fire the wrong coach, probably. What I tell you guys at the beginning of the season, it doesn't matter how good your defense is if you don't have a running game or an offensive line. Yeah. And the and and the Brown quarterback, quarterback. I mean, it's we subjective. were the ones that said offensive line because I said you go get you a left tackle. And but I'm just saying you got to have a court. But you, you have that's to, a Jimmy Johnson quote. Yeah, but I mean, you look at like I mean, Jimmy Man, who highly who's underrated. I mean, he's <clears> not a great quarterback. But <throat> he I threw mean, the ball up in the air and a bear caught it. But <laughs> but the point he being, not is, great. <laughs> dude, Michael Irvin looked like he was about to explode. <laughs> he puffy oh, money. <laughs> He yeah. looked like he was about to pop and an eye sweating, or two. dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, Red and Ted, Ted, on they tail. <laughs> Golly. Here's the thing. Here's, uh, here's what I look at when I look at stats for a team. Yeah. Right? I look at turnover margin. Yeah. Which the Rant or the, the Cleveland Browns are number one at plus 11. Yeah. So that means they are their defense is creating 11 more turnovers than their offense is creating. Yeah. I also look at third down conversion. In other words, when the, the offense facing the Browns' defense has third down, they are only 
they are they are forced off the field two out of every three times. Yeah, which ranks them in in the number nine spot. Yeah. So, the Browns' defense is doing everything it can. Oh yeah. To win games. Yeah, they are. This Here's, is one of those. This is one of those kind of Jeff Fisher situations. This is one where see, if they can get the, the right thing, coach man. in there, look how quick some teams turn it around without a big personnel change. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But here's the thing. You haven't won a game in two years. You win two games, and now you think you should be in every game. The, the problem is the offense. Yeah. I think you are limited. I think I think Hyde hurts you. Here's the thing. They they had – Pittsburgh had six turnovers against Cleveland mm-hmm. in that first game of the season. Yeah. And all you can muster up was a tie. That That's terrible. I mean, that's the equivalent. I would almost guarantee you if Vanderbilt had six turnovers, caused six turnovers against Bama, Vanderbilt will beat Bama. Mm -hmm. So that's where you're at, Cleveland Browns. You're worse than Vanderbilt on the pro level. Yeah. Because the Steelers aren't just light years ahead. They're not a Chiefs or a Rams or or a, a Saints team right now. Yeah. So Tampa Bay, one of the worst teams in the league, four to one, Turnover ratio. In other, in other words, Cleveland's caused four turnovers to Cleveland's one turnover, and still lost that game. Yeah, that's an issue, man. That's an issue with your offense because you're being gift wrapped the ball, and you can't do anything. Yeah, here, here's where I think we're slightly disagreeing, though. And your offensive linemen argue about who missed the block as your quarterback's being sacked, not yeah. after, as your quarterback's being like I said, sacked. That offensive line needs some discipline. But um, here, here's where I think we're disagreeing a little bit, though. I agree that the Browns are bad. Why are they bad? I don't think the personnel change needs to happen on the team as much as it needs to happen in the organization and the office. Yeah, but that's whereas always been with the, the case. Cowboys, I think it's the same. Whereas with the Giants, I think the personnel change needs to happen on the field. And what you have is a line that's not that great, but you have a quarterback who's just not needing to be back there. If you had a quarterback who could even take three steps in a different direction, yeah. you would be probably in a lot more of these games because you have so much talent everywhere else. You got to understand, and you probably, well, you played more football than I did. It's one thing to hold a block for, you know, three seconds compared to five, six seconds. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It gets real tough to hold a block for that long, especially against the caliber of guys you're playing against out there. You need a guy who can either get rid of the football pretty quick. Or you need a guy who can get those three extra seconds himself if he has to. That's yeah, why no, guys are a lot better. Uh, and that's why if you're Tom Brady, you you, you need that offensive line that can hold you. Because yeah. as soon as they get in, dude, he tucks like a turtle. Okay, he is but, on the ground. But Tom Brady and Peyton Manning both helped the offensive line. There, there were times... I mean, the thing is, is is Brady and like coaching them. You're saying not even like that. Telling them what's like happening. Like no, they'll get, they get rid of the ball. They know where the ball's going before the. And that's what I said. You got to so, either get so rid of the ball. So they'll cut it down below three. So that's my yeah, point. If yeah. you're not, if you're not mobile, like Mahomes or or Aaron Rodgers or or Dak or whoever, and you can't create your own three seconds, then you have to you have to get rid of the ball in less. That's than three exactly seconds. what I said. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. All right. My point is, is Eli's stupid, man. Yeah. He, he, he can't. He can't. Well, he's not doing either of those things. That's my point. Yeah, he, and that's so, why I said the personnel change needs to happen on the field. I agree, hundred percent. Eli's never been elite. Yeah. Eli used to hand the ball off to Tiki Barber and Brandon Jacobs. Yeah. And ride that defense, and every now and then throw up a prayer, and a receiver bail him out. Yeah. And that's how he won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's all there is to it. And that's what I'm getting at. There's different ways of being bad. Sometimes you need a personnel change in the player side, and sometimes you need a personnel change yeah. on the coaching side. But I've always said I the, think Browns the Browns front and, office. I think is the Browns and the, the Cowboys field. have good enough teams that they should be winning. Yeah, the, the front office is the issue. Yeah. It's always been the issue. Always and, been and the that's issue where with I the think they are. And honestly, I don't think the Carlos side thing hurts them. I think the Nick problems, Chubb's ready. The problem, the problem with the Browns is the guy who's making the decisions. Yeah, is the guy who needs to go. Yeah. Well. And same with Cowboys. I think their I think their offensive line proves that 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 old guy that's you know was talking about how push ups and sit ups won World War Two. All this stretching is a bunch of magic and hoopla. Maybe he's wrong. You know, maybe maybe all this dude, fancy stuff they're having them do works. You can't look like that dude and say that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That dude's the most obvious mouth breather out there, man. So, anyways, that that's that's my deal. Um, but uh, all right, let's you think. Let's, Le'Veon Bell's coming back. Yeah, he left Miami. He's coming. He back. said, "Buy Miami." Yeah, he's yeah. coming back. But you're not gonna get much out of him. No, that man. dude's playing not to get hurt these days. All right, uh, man. Let's go to our buddy. Playing to prove himself. Let's go. To our buddy Chris is uh. We we have a buddy Chris. <sighs> he's a big fan of Twilight. Wait, so, which Chris is this? This is the other Chris, not Chris the one. K. This is not the. Uh, this not the, the Browns fan, Chris. Yeah, not the Browns Canadian. Yeah. This is uh This is the other Chris. Yeah, this is the one who Equally likes, as bad hey, though. Yeah, the one who likes Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> so I like these guys. And we, we appreciate that you're a loyal listener and we love you. All right, here's the thing, man. <laughs> Huge fan of these guys. I mean, I can honestly tell you, man, and in and this We is, only make fun of people we actually yeah, really like. <laughs> two of my favorite people to be around. Yeah. Right? And I say that with all sincerity. But question some of the stuff you're willing to put out on the World Wide Web. <laughs> but if you put it out there, it's content. Yeah, yeah. And it's free. So, number one, he's and I got. I need to go find volumes two and three or whatever, the ones we haven't. But, They're all bad. Yeah. <laughs> Volume four of kind of controversial statements. Number one, Swiss cheese is the best cheese. That's not right. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a lie. It's up there, though. Mo- it's top five. It's mozzarella. Uh, see, mozzarella is overrated. See, I'd- I'll give you my top three. Brie, cheddar, Swiss. How often are you eating brie? Brie? Oh, dude, I am a cheese. Uh, you know what? Dude, Get out of here. He, ask he, your, he eats it when they watch Downtown Abbey. <laughs> ask your, with his, yeah. with his dude, crumpets and tea. Ask your sister, man. <laughs> cheese connoisseur. Uh, doubtful. Yeah. All right, so yours is mozzarella. What's yours? String? Uh, probably. <laughs> cheddar, <laughs> the mozzarella, kind of come, the and kind of, nacho. <laughs> the kind that comes in not, a not nacho. The bagged kind <laughs> they yeah. have to squeeze I, out. Vel- Velveeta's way high up there, even though it's technically not cheese. Yeah. Uh, it's a cheese substitute. Dude, I watched a YouTube video how cheese is made. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we've proven that number one is wrong. Yeah. yeah cheddar. All right, number two. Cheddar doesn't get beat. The best rock album of the past two decades is Black Holes and Revelations by Muse. Those are both really good albums. Yeah, Muse is pretty solid. I've seen seen two decades though. Live, but um, mm, what does that go back to? The nineties. Ninety eight. Mm, that's hard, man. Because Hybrid Theory came out during that time, and that's a really good album. Yeah, Lincoln um, Park. Yeah, Meteora is really good too. Th- those are both. I would say both of those albums compete with Revelations and Black Holes. But I'm a big Muse fan. Yeah. Uh, Hysteria was mm. their first song that I heard back in like 2003 ish. Yeah, and I was been so kind we're of looking at ninety. But their stuff has gotten super weak lately. Yeah, we're looking at ninety eight. So you got a whole library of Nickelback coming out in that time. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dude! You would, you would, man. Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big Muse fan, 
but I am a Linkin Park fan. Yeah. Um, I'd say their two albums are better than those two albums, but they're, now, they're dude, you all wanna, four really you good. You want to stretch in another 10 years and go to the early to the late 80s and start getting in Pearl Jam, uh, 10, uh-huh. Soundgarden. Yeah, that would have um, been early 90s. Metallica, Black Album. You go three decades. Metallica uh, sucks. Muse is not even in the in the discussion, in my opinion. I think the yeah, the further back you go, there's a lot better music. Yeah. I think that's why he specified. I guess it depends on what kind of rock you like too, because I mean, you're pushing out. Uh, you know, Foo Fighters came out in '98, so if you're a Foo Fighters fan, you might think their rock's the best rock. I see Foo Fighters is pretty good, but you know, I know some people like they absolutely hate that kind of rock music. So yeah. I don't know. It just depends on what you're into. All right, number three, my favorite rock song. What about that? Wait, wait, rock bands. What about that really crazy band? What was their name? Um, Guar. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Slipknot. <laughs> Slipknot. <laughs> uh, not Slipknot. Um, Slayer. No, they were they were huge in probably the uh, ICP two thousand six. Romstein. No. Power Man um, five thousand. They had the guy that had like the the crazy um, crazy Disturbed. genie beard. And, oh, uh, uh, blah 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 blah. Rate. Uh, mm. Which Rage Against the Machine? Not Rage Against the Machine. That's a winner, dude. Rage Against. Are you talking about they had uh, Ariel's um, yeah. System of a Down? Oh, System, System of a Down. System of a Down. They were pretty legit. Honestly. They had some good songs. Yeah, they're yeah. good. They're good too. Yeah. But no, I would say uh, yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Let's and see. I actually like the first album. Yeah, whenever System of a Down is is whenever two Chris decades. Cornell uh, took you know the Rage Against the Machine band. What was that band called that he had? Um. um Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Their first album, actually, I yeah, like. Now, that's, that's I didn't good. like anything after that, that second well, album. Well, you got Stone Temple Pilots in there, too. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. There's, Muse. There was some stuff. but Yeah, you're stretching it there, Chris. But, again, <laughs> it's subjective, so we'll, yeah. I'll give you that. Muse is very... Um, Millennial rock. Well, yeah, I guess you could say that, but um, I don't know. It's got a lot of... Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but um, it's very produced. You know what I mean? He does a lot of... Beep, 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 beep. Well, he does he does all that stuff himself. You know, he does a lot of really cool stuff, and he really pushes things, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I think he's a Radiohead wannabe. Uh, yeah, listen to Radiohead if you want to listen to some music. They're good. All right. Uh, number three of my favorite rock song of the past two decades is... And maybe he's doing this because this is his age. Mm-hmm. Um, no one knows by Queens of the Stone Age. I don't know if it's the best, but it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, no, that Queens of the Stone Age has better songs than that. Go with the flow, I think, is their best song. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, and I don't just say that because I uh, I can ace it on Rock Band. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Pick That's it how... on like played on the radio all the time. Yeah. All right, number four, vinyls greater than CD, which is greater than digital audio. So well, that's given. What what vinyls better than digital audio? You're crazy. It's an it's like an aesthetic thing. It's I, like I like oh I like the old scratchy sounds. Well, no, it's like people use the Starbucks app. Well, okay. Here's no. the deal, man. It's you're, just pretentious. You're talking to a guy that buys a lot of records, owns multiple record players, and <sighs> loves records. I listen to Spotify most of the time. Yeah. Okay, I mean, now, the sound is now. not better. It's cool. a different sound. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. Now, if you're CDs. trying to create a specific mood, it's perfect. Yeah, for nostalgia. It, you know? So, if, but why if I'm going to sit around in a, in a quiet, dark room and listen to some music because I want to relax, I might put on that record because it's going to crack yeah. and pop and sound So cool. why do you listen to music? But when I'm driving in the car, I want to hear it. Yeah, it needs <laughs> yeah, clarity, see, man. That's when it comes yeah. to but audio. It's all thing. about clarity. Digital audio is not as good as CD. 
No, because you have I mean, to compress the song. No, I, I get what you're saying. That's why there. Tool doesn't release anything streaming because he thinks that uh, Maynard thinks that everything and that Tool puts thing. out. You could throw Tool in there with all those bands in the yeah, last two yeah. decades and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, there's 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 better stuff so, to use. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, number five, Frampton. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say? Uh, do we really do we really want to do this to this guy? Frampton Comes Alive is the best album. Try by John Mayer Trio and Live Bullet by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band are the only album, only live albums that come close. So he's talking about best live albums? Yeah. Yeah. And he says, who again? Frampton Comes Alive. Okay. I'm not a Frampton fan. Neither am I. But then he, then he says, Try by John Mayer. Yeah. And Live Bullet by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Banner. Now, I do like Bob Seger. Bob Seger's legit. I got to be honest here, with you. How here, here, dare you, sir, put Bob Seger and John Mayer. <laughs> well, here's my, here's my question. Within two lines of each other, <laughs> a comment I, like I that. I don't like live albums of any band, really. I like yeah. them to be produced. I like them to sound, I like them to sound like they were made in a studio. Yeah. I'm not a big... Like, I don't watch live concerts or anything like that. So you have to be like a super fan, I, in my opinion, to be into like live performances. I'll tell you this, man. So if you're a super fan of John Mayer, I got some more questions for you. <laughs> here's, 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 I will, I will. Do you stack that vinyl next to your Buble albums? <laughs> I agree with you 99%, but I do think the best Dave Matthews album is live at Red Rocks. Yeah. You well, know? it depends on the style of music. I listen and to that's, And that's what I think. I listen to a lot of guys who sound as good with just them and their guitar and telling stories in between songs as they do with a band and a production. Um, you know, so those guys, they can put out live albums that are way better than their studio. Cause I think albums. sometimes you get more emotion. If it's a legitimate live album, like they've, they've recorded all their live performances and they deem to put one out. It's probably the one they were feeling the most. And the best version of breed by Nirvana is their live version where I swear they were screwing with Dave Grohl and making him roll that beat forever. He's like, and they just don't let him stop, and he has to keep it going forever, and then they finally kick into the song. It's Hey, Dave Grohl, lead singer of Foo Fighters, yeah. drummer for Nirvana, for those of you that uh, yeah, like to connect dots but don't know how to. <laughs> um, and by the way, go look up Breed Live. It's, it's fantastic. Do not man. go look up John Mayer Try. Don't no. I, I don't listen to a lot of John Mayer. I'm not a uh, adult contemporary guitar guy, you know, listener dude. All right. He does say the problem with American Dotry either or any of that adult yeah. contemporary stuff. All right, he says part Dotry. of the problem American politics and government at any levels and most people care a bunch too much about it too about it too much during the voting season and don't care about it during the other twenty two months between elections. That's a given. That's, nah, a, that's a good okay. point. Though. That's not controversial. Uh, that's a good point, though. But Controversial to people yeah, that fall into I mean, that category. Hey, guess what? I subscribe to CRTV, hey, sir. Guess what? The sky's blue, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't act like you, you had this epiphany. The sky's blue in Texas sucks. What's new? <laughs> oh. hey, hey, hey. Whatever, Palapas. Terrible Mexican food. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah, it. Everybody knows it. Yeah, suck the brown sauce. <laughs> Easy. Oh. Right. Murder, <laughs> brown sauce. That's what Palapas is known yeah, for, by the way. Oh yeah. Right. Murder on the Orient Express is the book, uh, one of the very best mystery novels ever written. Dude, I don't read, so I can't even comment. Books on are that. for nerds, and the movie was just okay, so I'll give him that mm. one. <laughs> best mystery book. 
Or uh, Arthur see, Conan this Doyle. One, this one's a little. That. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a little. The Greatest Showman was only okay. Zach Efron felt out of place. True story. Sit down. My wife rents The Greatest Showman for my kids. Yeah. Because my, my oldest daughter definitely wanted to see it. I sit down and, not joking, ask why are they always singing? And she goes, it's a musical. And I'm like, it's a musical, you twit. Wolverine is in a musical? No. It's, it could be worse. It's not, no. his, it's not his first. There's actually, there's actually uh, an episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Homer sit on the couch. And they're like, let's see what's on TV. And uh, this movie's coming on. And it stars, uh, it says uh, Clint Eastwood. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love Clint Eastwood. He's, he kills everybody. And then it says, and Lee Marvin. He goes, oh, Lee Marvin's always drunk. I love that guy. Well, it's Paint Your Wagons Red, and it's a musical. <laughs> it's a musical Western they did. And just both of them lose it, and then Marge and Lisa come sit down and watch it. So, Dude, but, yeah, there's but worse after, musicals out there. But after I watched The Greatest Showman yeah. family time, during family time, not joke, because I follow Hugh Jackman on Twitter and, really? and Instagram. Yeah. I'm big. You know, here's the thing, man. Hugh Jackman on Instagram, one of the best videos on Instagram is Hugh Jackman doing the voiceover for him doing that running scene in, in Logan. Yeah. When he's like, rah, rah, and he's just slicing dudes up and all yeah. that. And he's actually running in place and, and you know, yelling. And I mean, it's, it's I mean, the exhaustion is, is, is really there. Yeah. And it's cool because he's watching it on the screen, but they're watching him do it with the microphones all around yeah. him and everything. Super cool. So I'm like, dude, I'm going to follow this dude. So I'm following him, right? Watch The Greatest Showman. And then see that dude rehearsing dance steps for that thing and was the most awkward thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, anyway. I mean, he's one of those dudes that probably calls himself a thespian, you know. Oh, he's definitely in the yeah. acting uh, yeah. part of it. I mean, super nice guy, but like, yeah, yeah man, dude. Um, the bottom tip of the necktie should touch the buckle of the belt. No exceptions. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's. It seems actually, a little long, but okay. It's 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 right. You're the the per, I mean the perfect tie is the top of the belt, mm -hmm. but as long as you're inside the belt buckle, you're usually okay. Yeah. In that little little range. Yeah. But you actually want to be touching the top. You never you, want to see the bottom button of your shirt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just, mm -hmm. Don't do that. If you're doing that, quit um, doing that. Where are we going with this? You I fell asleep on me. No, Did it get just, boring and you fell asleep? No, what dude, happened? Oh, man, this dude's writing a novel for number 10. Oh, uh, well. Skip it. You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I right. think that's actually pretty no, decent. No, we either disagree or strongly disagree, apparently, with this list. Um, right, especially now, the Swiss cheese part. Now, he had a friend. That's why it's slightly tagged, controversial, right? Who tagged him to do the same thing. So, mm -hmm. props to him for producing internet. Yeah. Uh, no, they're definitely entertaining to read. Yeah. yeah. Adina Mazel did not do that great job as Elsa in Frozen. No, you're crazy. I haven't seen Frozen. She nailed it. Yeah. I mean, her voice. I mean, the great singing. So, sorry, Cassidy Williams, but on that one. Okay. So, you are definitely using Chris Kidwell as an inspiration for this list. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed uh, to be slightly controversial, man. Yeah, but you can't say things dude, that everybody's going to agree with. Controversial and just dead wrong are two what's different a, what's things. What's a slightly controversial take you have on something i don't know you have a I'm lot of punisher sure. wars yeah. is a watchable <laughs> film <laughs> yeah. i probably throw a bunch uh, of them out you, there you have to listen you, you have 52 episodes of pretty questionable saying, choices i've got a good library to go back to man 
Um, number two, the great sh- greatest showman, man, was mediocre and definitely not what it was hyped up to be. The same goes for family opera. I know I'm lame. All right. All right. Let me ask you this. What is the least controversial thing you've ever thought or said and were completely blown away and surprised that someone actually disagreed with? Like, you were like, what? Have you ever had anything like that happen? Mm. Like, you think Swiss cheese is just absolutely the greatest and you're surprised to find out it's not? You got anything going like that? Not really. All right. No. I'm pretty all my I would de- assume you would be that All my guy. decisions are common sense. Yeah. And my tastes are impeccable. All my decisions are to irk somebody, so. Yeah. yeah. And so everything yeah. Josh says is common Yeah, so it's like I'm looking to instigate something. Yeah. But number three, Jane Eyre. Uh, I love Jane Eyre just a tad bit more than Pride and Prejudice. Uh, what okay. Is, here, right, this man. isn't this isn't Dude, a feminist blog. No, this chick needs to go away. Here's the thing, man. Like, if you're gonna be controversial, yeah. Like, talk about things people a know about yeah. and b care about. Yeah. Well, let's not you blast strangers be, on our podcast. How about we just well, no? Just you've been blasted. How about we just drift you away from that? For my you own can't be controversial. <laughs> I, like to, I like to blast on people I know and can confront. I don't me like. On it. <laughs> I don't like coffee in the slightest bit. Uh, okay, I'll never believe the hype that grains are bad for you. They're really not. It's yeah. uh, everything that goes into making it what you eat. I always tell my wife that if they put anti gluten in the food, it makes me sick. So I only eat gluten. <laughs> only eat the glutens. Yeah, only eat the glutens. Yeah, gluten allergies are not a thing. There's a controversial statement for you. Uh, that is a controversial statement, but I, I think I might agree with it. The arts should be fundamental fact, part of a child's education. All right. I agree. But I also think you need a good balance of the trades as well. Give me your top slightly controversial take. Your personal my personal one and a good one give okay. me a good one not one that you know everybody's gonna laugh at and quit make. no what's something you truly believe halloween sucks really yeah halloween's a dumb holiday halloween really? sucks yeah ah and quit putting your christmas lights up before thanksgiving well yeah but that's not controversial everybody really that. Uh, really <laughs> you don't think that's controversial no, no no listen to this i kid you not we were finishing up our our tournament with the girls first place and the girls, the older girls, like 13, 14 years old, in the dugout behind us, playing on the other field, were singing Christmas carols between innings, dude. Yeah. Get I almost here. grabbed a bat. I <laughs> almost grabbed a bat. That it game is. would have never finished. Mm. It no. is. Mm. Wait, here, here's con- something controversial. Christmas music is the worst music by far. Not at Christmas. Christmas albums are the worst albums. Outs- dude, before, if, if you're looking at the fourth week so we'll talk Black Friday. Yeah. So the fourth Friday of November to January 26th, Christmas carols and tunes are okay. Yeah. Anytime outside of that, I agree. Dude, we Terrible went, music. We went to Tarmahars tonight. They were playing the Mexican version mm-hmm. of Christmas music. Feliz Navidad. Here. Well, it was just, it was just instrumentals. Play, oh. play Hispanic, the thing, right. Latino-ish. Play the Thanksgiving carol okay. for us. <laughs> Please. Wait, there's a Thanksgiving carol? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, good. Wait a minute. Look, look at look it. He's look looking. At it. Look. He's, he's looking. Oh, no, he's got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ranch, lamb, 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 lamb,
Dude, this is awesome. There's so many things. Look at all these fantastic dances going with it. Who put this together? Dude, this is genius. Is that Prince? That's Prince and the New Power Generation dancing to it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ah, oh, who put that together? That is I don't know, man. That is the best carol ever. Oh my That's goodness. what I'm saying, man. That's all, that's up there with Adam Sandler's Thanksgiving song. <laughs> that's my point, man. It's like I love how many different dances they put to it. They just Dude, Aunt just Vivian, fit. First Prince of oh, Bel-Air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those were perfect, man. Golly, that was good. That was it real was. good. I'll, Better I'll, than any I'll, Christmas song I've ever heard. Yeah. I think what happened is my parents forced me to go and do Christmas caroling and every just year. Scarred you for life. And I just I, you know, the first year it's like, okay, this is fun. You know, we're doing yeah. something for people. And then the second year, I'm like, man, I sang all these songs last year, and then I did it for ten more years, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Trans Siberian Orchestra, overrated or underrated? Well, they don't do anything different. It's the same show every year. Because there are people who go every year. Yeah. And yeah. pay a lot. Oh yeah, they're like I got a, friends that do. The tickets are like eighty or ninety dollars, I think. See, and here's the thing: the only thing I know about the Trans Siberian Orchestra is that there's certain like Christmas light deals you'll go to, and there's a place where you can park, you can turn on your radio station. Well, that's how it, they got famous, and right? it'll, it'll play it'll play the music, and then the uh, the lights at the Christmas tree, yeah, go it, to it. Well, and there was a house that. That did that, right? There was a house that did that, and then they blew up after that. Yeah, and everybody knew who the Trans Siberian. But they did it. Did have you ever seen the Tesla special? Tesla does it now. Like Tesla. Oh, there that it's SUV in, that like yeah, dances. It's, it's to me. like signs, signs everywhere. Signs. It's in no, it's that in Tesla. It's, no, the <laughs> yeah, car, man. No. It's an Easter egg <laughs> in the car. You turn it on uh, and stand outside, and it and the lights do a light show. I know. I'm just telling my age by. Talking about a band nobody who wasn't born in the seventies would know. Not one of the best of the past two decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not on Chris Kidwell's list. Yeah. yeah. long haired hippie people need not apply. Well, um, okay. So the Trans Siberian Orchestra, did y'all know that they actually have a um there's a movie that they did. It's like a girl gets um she gets lost on Christmas or something, she ends up in a church trying to stay warm. And then all of a sudden, the Trans Siberian Orchestra kind of shows up, kind of like a like a Christmas miracle, and like she's kind of like labyrinth. They're creepy, wearing cod pieces. And <laughs> it was a little weird. I'm not gonna balls. lie. I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It's a little weird. But anyways, I can't remember uh, either Netflix or something like that had it. I'll have to see if it's still on there. But uh, I watched part of it. But I don't know. Are you a Wouldn't Christmas music guy? Do you like Christmas music? I thought yeah. Between Black Friday and Christmas Day. Yeah. As soon as it's done, I'm out. So favorite holidays. What's your top two favorite holidays? Christmas. Christmas. And my birthday. Christmas and your birthday. I can't believe you put Christmas first. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, man. Dude, come on, man. Thanksgiving and Christmas? That's it? Yeah. It's pretty standard. Yeah. I probably, I probably have. It. I mean, if you don't want to celebrate my birthday as a holiday, then I'd be, it'd probably be Christmas and Thanksgiving. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe 4th of July, but I'm not a big fan of summer. I was telling my wife this today, like, we had daylight savings time last weekend. Yeah, dude, I'm a big fan of walking out at five thirty with the sun going down. Yeah, and I mean, if you have, if I have my druthers, the perfect place for me is three months of spring, and instead of summer, just six months of fall, and then a nice, nasty winter. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, 
I, I think uh, I think I'm I'm kind of with you guys on Thanksgiving and Christmas, but man, it's it's hard not to put Halloween way up there. I hate Halloween, and I'm not really big on the whole dressing up part. I just I just love you know a lot of the stuff you know I I love that other people are into the dressing up part. I, I love it. seeing all the costumes. Definitely love seeing you know dude, it's a step the kids up. and stuff. I love dressing Josie up. That dude, was I got a buddy who's that's his favorite holiday. Yeah, even to the point where I one time said Candy? that Halloween is a step above Valentine's Day in really? my book. Yeah, oh my goodness. they're about on par with each other. Made him physically, and I that's the only time I've ever seen him. See, I'll put Halloween way above Fourth of July. Physically upset with me. See, I'll put Halloween above Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day comes with obligations, and I hate obligations. Yeah, yeah Valentine's Day is not. I don't really do the Valentine's best. Day. It's a man. There are a couple man-made like. Uh, not man-made. Um, what do you call it? Corporate-made mm-hmm. holidays. Yeah. And I think Valentine's Day is one. Yeah. Uh, I think the other one is uh, like Mother's Day and Father's Day, which is okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with those. But your, your birthday. My birthday's not corporate, baby. Not a big deal. Yeah, I don't ask for anything on on Father's Day. Yeah. I just think those are goofy days. But I mean, but. It, but the thing is, it's more. You know what day is not trash? Parents. Labor Day. <laughs> I love any day I get off, man. Yeah, man. Labor Day, Memorial Day. Being I love in, them, man. Being an indigenous person. Yeah. I hate Columbus Day. Yeah. Yeah. That that really affects you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. My goodness, oh, man. Goodness. You know. Land thief, man. Golly. Land thief. You got the audacity. We to, were using all to the claim that we were using all the buffalo. Yeah. Do you have a CDIB card? Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was having that conversation with somebody today about, um, about you know, like, because someone else said they were Cherokee. I'm like, man, people need to quit sounds like. Do you have a CD, like, CDIB card? Because it doesn't matter if you're not a hundred percent, even if you were a hundred percent Cherokee, if you don't have a CDIB card, you're not part of the Cherokee tribe. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. No, I am. I vote in their uh, chief elections. Do you? Yeah. All right. Who'd you vote for? You're not supposed to tell people who you vote for. Yeah. I, and, and did, have you have you gotten there yet? I mean, was that how you were raised? What's that? Like, you don't like. I remember when when I was growing up, like you went and voted. You mm-hmm. didn't tell anyone who you voted for. Like well, that was something you didn't endorse anyone. You just politics and religion are two things that you used to not talk about. Right. Not unless you were talking about it with people who 100% absolutely agree. And that's my point. Because people used to not like disagreeing because people only had conversations when they were pleasant. And if it wasn't a pleasant conversation, you didn't deal with that person because you could avoid them easily. Now we live in a world where you can't avoid people. They're just, they got well, a bigger Well, social voice. media. Uh, yeah, and you're just more connected. So kind of people are, now people are way more comfortable having these conversations that people used to have. I don't know that it's a negative thing. I think it's kind of positive that people are, you know, talking because even if they're saying crazy stuff, at least they're saying it out loud so we can, you know, get it out there that, hey, maybe that's crazy. You know? <clears throat> Because mm. a lot of people say a lot of crazy stuff. See, we I would, say crazy stuff. I mean, I see, I, here's listen. the thing, man. I think it's wrong. See, I think it's backwards. <clears throat> yeah. I think I think when the media was more of a trustworthy source. When was that? More of a trustworthy source. Because mm-hmm. as far back as Thomas Jefferson, the media was biased. I agree, but it, it was more trustworthy. Yeah. In the past than it is now. Yeah. I don't think they would lie. Yeah. Like they do now. Just flat out lie. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Anyway, point being is I think you shouldn't talk about politics when the media is untrustworthy. 
you yeah. should talk about it more when you can actually verify. Yeah. That's the thing, man. It's, it's just hard to hard to verify any information that's coming out today. Yeah. Because, I mean, anyone can go out, write a blog, yeah. and that blog get picked up by somebody, and it'd be completely false. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's sort of always been that way, though. It's just now, peop- so. it, and now people have something to attach it to. Used to, they'd always just say, well, you know, I heard this. Or I heard that. Yeah, but if you and put you kind of rolled with it, there was more integrity among journalists. I don't know. I don't know. At least they would at least have a source. You know, John Ford made a made a movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. You know, I've, we've talked about it on here before about what's kind of important about that movie is, um, you know, Rant Stoddard. He he was the man that shot Liberty Valance. It catapulted him into a great political career. He brought law and order to the West. Um, he became a great senator, and he was a legend. This is all, you know, fake. You know, of course, it's from the movie's not based on anything real. But when he comes back into town for the funeral of his friend, John Wayne's character, uh, the reporter, the local reporter in town, you know, I got to get the scoop. You know, this is a big deal. He said, can you tell me what exactly happened that day? You know, can you do us that favor? And he sits down and he starts reflecting and he tells the story about how it really happened. And he starts from the beginning. But when he gets to the end, he tells them, the, and they're locked in. You know, this is just the best thing ever. He's got a guy writing it all down. But when he gets to the end, he tells them it was actually John Wayne that shot him. But John Wayne told him, for the people's sake, they need to think it was him. But, you know, he decided he'd finally come clean. Gives this newspaper writer the scoop of the century, and he looks at the guy next to him who's writing it all down. He goes, the editor says, wad it up and throw it away. We can't use that. And Rant Stoddard character look you know or jimmy stewart's character rant daughter looks at him and says uh what do you mean he said when the legend becomes truth you print the legend anyways it was a. Uh, it was basically just saying how people don't want the truth they <laughs> want the legend it's deep <laughs> yeah Dude. people don't want the truth they want the legend and stuff like that you know in all these stories and all these things so forever you know this whole being false and going with you know what kind of moves and motivates the public? It's always been going on, and it's always been recognized. Man. People don't don't typically like the truth. In fact, they avoid it, and they'll they'll call things that aren't the truth the truth. <coughs> I'd agree with that. Let's just say so it's that not new. It's no, not new. But the, and, and and the whole deal of what I was talking about Thomas Jefferson is Thomas Jefferson when he was running for president. Um, you know, it was a pretty heated debate, and it was kind of a big deal because um, you know the country was new and everything. And uh, you had one newspaper that was writing for one candidate, and the other one was writing for the other candidate, and they were ba- basically just mudslinging against the other one, exactly like what we have now, where you have one group that is trying to, you know, paint the Republican Party one way, and the other one that's trying to paint them another way, and vice versa with the Democrats. And you get that, but that's that's been happening since the beginning of the country. It was just done in newspapers. And those newspapers were owned by the businessmen who were running for office. You know, it, it's all because all these people are connected and intertwined and things like that. And they all have a stake in the whole situation. So it's always been that way. It's just now we're seeing it and it looks a little bit more in your face than it's ever looked. It's It looks more obvious than it's ever looked. Yeah. You know, but it's well, been going on forever. That's because you've got the biggest mouth in the country telling you so. Boy. And, and it, as it turns out, he's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. he, he's not ma- he's not telling anybody anything new, though. I, I think that's right. the weird thing is that people act like it's new. 
And it's not as one-sided as he says it is. Yeah. You know, granted, there are people printing some straight-out crazy stuff about him and trying to paint him a certain way. Yeah. But at the same time, it was happening to every president before him, yep. whether it was Bill Clinton, George Bush, or Barack Obama. And I'll tell you what irks me, and, and this is this is something that gets gets really bad, is I hate it when, when George Bush was president. There's a lot of people that didn't like George Bush. But all the the conservative Republicans would say he's your president and you respect the office. And then as soon as Barack Obama got elected, they acted like, nope, that theory's out the window. He's not my president. He's trash. And then they turn around and when you know you get Donald Trump, they're acting like you got to support your president. It's like you flip flopping crazy. The man. other side does it too. No, that's what I'm saying. Everybody. Because Obama was in there. He's your president. What? 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 I'm saying everybody <laughs> does it. So I'm saying everybody does it. I'm just using that as an example. We'll use the other side too, man. Well, okay, it's flip flop. I'm no. just saying you have it on both sides. Yeah. That's my point. Keep your votes to yourself, man. Hey, I will say this though: to be the most conservative one on the podcast, we're not nearly as bad about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial opinion number one. I don't, we don't we don't riot naked in the streets and defecate on ourselves. <laughs> like it, there's no to me there's no comparison between the two. But yeah, there's definitely hypocrisy on both sides. Yeah. I mean, you can you can go back no more than four years and see how people were acting versus how oh. they're acting now, and they're like, oh, I'm offended by this. Yeah. Well, I, that's what you were doing four I, years ago. So calm down a little bit. I used to get I used to get real mad because I was in college when Bush was president, and I was like, look, man, I'm not going to sit here and say he's the greatest president, and I'm not going to say that, you know, your concerns about why we're in war aren't maybe somewhat valid, but to think that he is some mastermind that is putting all this together himself yeah. is ridiculous well, and you need to calm down. Here's here's a fun fact for our president. He is statistically the most honest president to date. Really? Yeah. How do they grade that? Based off the promises he made during his campaign yeah, and how what, and what he's done. And the decisions policy, he's policies like George Bush Sr. saying no new taxes and then turn around yeah, and, and right. immediately no, giving us new yeah, taxes. That's, that's, he's, that's he's, just done, he's just done more things that he said he was going to do than any other president. Yeah, I, yeah campaign promises are, are pretty wild. We're just um, lacking a wall, and he's going to be 100%. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's so yeah, wild. Dude, I mean, seriously, get rid of health care. Get rid of this fiasco that was created Yeah, uh, eight years ago. Yeah. And build a wall. Dude's checklist almost done. Yeah. Throw Hillary in jail, man. Yeah. Trifecta, we're, we're there. <laughs> Throw Hillary in jail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, can I ask you guys a question, though? This is uh, – this is this is probably a little bit controversial. We're at an hour and six minutes, so it's gonna be quick. Okay, do you vote your party, or do you vote the candidate? Well, m on on the Republican side, it normally doesn't stray so far that I would rather vote for the other side. Yeah. So I normally vote party lines. Yeah. Yeah. See, here's the thing. And by the way, I, I have no, I want to make sure everybody knows that I have no leg to stand on here because I am not historically a voter. I, Here's I, the thing, I tend though. to not really try to complain too much because I tend to just trust the people to make the right choice because I, I do not get out and get involved in, in politics. Your, but I think in your, in your state and local government, yeah, you can probably sway from the party line a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it's become so polarized on the federal level yeah that you you don't have a choice yeah like you have a, if you have a set of values there's only one candidate for you yeah oh you know what i mean like, well, i guess i guess 
Because, no, I, because no, I don't know what you mean. Because well, when you I say when is, you have a set of values, are you saying that you have you have two or three things that you're like because yeah. of these okay, two or three say, things, I refuse to vote that party. Let's say you have a Democrat, right? Yeah. Who is a Democrat because they are I don't know, say anti-gun. Yeah. And pro healthcare. Yeah. Right. But they also lean more towards smaller government as far as taxes go and maybe against the union. So they lean more conservatively on some things, but more democratic on other things. Yeah. Right. And that's their viewpoint. Yeah. And that's fine. But you can't do that now because if you are Democrat, then here's the list, of all the things you have to agree with. This is, these are the stances you have to take. Yeah. You can't take a stance like I'm a Democrat, but I'm anti-abortion. They they won't let you do it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Even though you may hold more or same thing on the other side, you know, you may be a Republican. But despite the party has have a no matter if there's a Republican or a Democrat, and and maybe we don't know this, maybe we'd have to look it up. Have abortion laws changed? What do you mean? Has who you voted for changed abortion laws in the last twenty years? No. Okay, so that's why I'm saying sometimes maybe it's not a big deal to vote your on party the federal, because the on, things on the that you're federal, hanging your it hat has, on. It has on state levels, yeah, but it hasn't on federal levels. That's my point. On the state yeah. levels, I think you have more of a state and local level. And I'm just questioning, man. I'm not saying I'm right. That's my don't, point. Don't, but I think it, I think me, at those levels, the, the vote actually does it. But when you get to the federal side, yeah, this is if you're, what you're running a Republican ticket. Okay, here's all the things you're going to push. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily agree. It doesn't matter what you agree with. Yeah. You may not you may not push those issues in the election, but you're not going to endorse them on the other side. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, and I think that's a big reason why I have so much trouble voting is because, you know, I think you know, I, I get that I don't agree with you know certain things, and that there's other things that I do agree with, and you know, like at some point you've got to be like, well, I'm not going to vote for someone who says this because I'm not going to attach myself to that ideal. I get that, but at the same time. You know, when you just vote your party, you know, we've had two terms of Mary Fallon in Oklahoma, and that that well, hasn't. And that's really my been point. Good. That's my point. Like if there was a better candidate, even if they were a different party, state wouldn't it be local, worth? State and local, though, is different. Okay, that's my point. All On right. the state and local, you can. I think you can a little bit because there's more leeway in a candidate. Yeah. yeah, like a Democrat in Oklahoma is <clears throat> way more conservative yeah. than a Democrat in New York. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in you look at federal level, dude. Yeah, you can't. You're not going to find anyone. Who, no. Yeah. Because because it's either you're going to be on this side or you're yeah. going to be on that side of the line. Yeah. Even if you want to pit, and and most people are probably dance around that line on certain issues. You know, and I bet I bet most people agree with you 100. percent I mean, really, I I don't know. I don't talk to a lot of voters. I don't interview a lot of voters, but I would say that most people vote their party. Yeah. In, in, especially like you said in federal. Well, they, now, but now they, in they, local they, government yeah. it might be different. But the thing is they they chose they chose that party for a reason because they agree with their stances. Yeah. Those stances haven't changed a whole lot, you know, in 50 years. And you know the big thing that I you don't hear as much anymore is how um you know, I always heard the way you you picked your party were with Republicans, you have uh you know, you usually have um more inflation, but you have uh less unemployment. And then with a Democrat, you usually have uh, or more unemployment, I guess. I can't remember how it was. But anyways, they kind of broke the economy down. I think with a Democrat, you had less unemployment or something like that. I can't remember. But the way it all ended up was, you know, it just kind of went back and forth on the economy changed. But it just changed a little bit. It just yeah. kind of wobbled. It didn't. 
it didn't really tilt real hard. Um, you know, uh, the Democrats obviously try to get people jobs and the Republicans try to make the dollar worth a dollar. Yeah. You know, kind of was kind of, I guess how it was put. I'm, I'm butchering that, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, that, that's kind of where I'm going with just, it's just curious to me, you know, how kind of people make their decisions because I want to be a voter. It's just, I've never followed politics enough to where I couldn't go in that booth and I wouldn't just be guessing. Yeah. And I'm not, I think it's probably a, a, a negative thing and I need to, I need to change that. But to change that, I don't want to go in there and just guess. Yeah. So I I, I, I'm trying to figure it all out, but I also am a person who thinks very, um, uniquely, you know, my, my thoughts are my own. You yeah. Know, I, I've never really, you know, a hundred percent felt like I fit with any, any one group except my Christian brothers and sisters. There you go. That's all that matters <laughs> in the long run, honestly. Yeah. So, <sighs> well, all right. Wow. Dude, you, you just, all lost me there at the end, man. Well, yeah. hey, you Josh talk politics, and I'll start talking politics and make you not want to talk politics anymore. <laughs> That's my plan, and I hope it worked. Yeah. Success. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I need to 100%. take a nap now. Well, all right, guys. We'll talk conspiracies next time. Yep, all conspiracies Here on we next are, episode. Episode 51, faking it till we make it. That's the truth. Roll the outro.